Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. All right. Hello, everybody. We are back for another AEW uh, review. Uh, uh, and also, this is Wrestling with the Willies, of course. I don't know why I didn't mention that a second ago, but whatever. We're doing the one-year anniversary show of AEW Dynamite, and Joe decided to join us this time mostly because he watched it, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to give it a go. Yeah, and so far, I've uh, enjoyed uh, Dynamite so far, like, uh, mostly because the storytelling is actually pretty decent uh, in certain matches, at least. The wrestling matches were pretty. They yeah. were actually all pretty good. I think the weakest one, sadly, was the women's match. Yeah, but, I definitely but, was thinking that too. Yeah, that, that was two, two, that was two weeks in a row, man. We we mentioned the same thing last week about Big Swole and Serena Deep. That kind of was the I need to go to the bathroom and I'll come back and watch the rest of it. Which is yeah, kind of sad, anyway. But because it wasn't like a bad match. It just wasn't as good as the rest of them. Yeah, um, like, I think that the Best Friends versus FDR match, which was the first one anyway, it started off with that. I was surprised, too. I thought that they were going to do a different match, but uh, I really enjoyed it, but I think it could have been better, too, but I don't know. The way that they kind of had it plotted out, it definitely looks like Miro and Kip Sabian. I wonder if they're going to like name them as the best men or like if they're going to give them a tag team name or whatever. But anyway, in the match, he breaks, uh, what's his name, Trent, accidentally breaks the arcade cabinet that they were messing with during the show. And I think it's been set up several weeks now, too before this where they've been highlighting that ever since Miro's been on AEW I think so, yeah cause he's a big time yeah Twitch he's gamer. a Twitch streamer and stuff and I guess Kip Sabian is too but I'm not really surprised I saw them playing among us like oh like uh, funny, two days ago or something the only funny thing was is that you could tell they weren't really playing a game at the beginning yeah, like, especially Penelope, uh, Penelope Ford. You could definitely yeah. tell that she doesn't play video games, or at least not no, much she... of them. Because I was like, damn, I was like, as she was really revealing that she was not doing anything. 
I mean, all you had to do is mash buttons and move the joystick if she wasn't really even doing that. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, only people that don't play games really know that. <laughs> but whatever. Um, I, did... I mean, like, the match was still good. I think it ended the way that I would have figured that it would have. Because I think the main thing where it seems like no matter what, they're going to be pushing for full gear for Young Bucks versus... Uh, FTR, it looks like. Yeah, I would. I'd be shocked if it wasn't them, since the Young Bucks seem to be like the primo tag team in uh, Yeah, but like the FTR match was cool. I definitely think that it's well. FTR good. hasn't lost. They're yeah. twelve and so far. No, I yeah, do like. Which how I'm they not put, surprised anyway. I do like how they put their win loss record on there because they yeah. they said that those were supposed to count, and they're kind of trying to make them count. Well, I mean, the main thing is is that they do make them count to a certain extent for certain people, right? It's like Mox is like, I think they were talking about in his streak that he was like 17-0 and 0 right now or something. I think yeah, he that's like what hasn't said. lost since he debuted or something like that. Well, yeah, something like that, yeah. But then some but, they do it by year. It's kind of funny. Yeah, they like, each other main... 2020 record. Like, I think Cody's like that. Yeah, I right think there. they, I think they change over in the new year anyway. I think, I think that's what they did before, but I don't know for sure. But I like the way that they kind of like make it noticeable, though. So, like, if you're a bad jobber, you know, like how Peter Avalon and uh, what's his name, Brandon Cutler, are like. A kind of a tag team, but they have a tying win loss record where their records is in like the over in the 20s. So, uh, what's it called? That makes sense, especially they're trying to make something out of it, like which is kind of cool. But, uh, what's it called? It, it would be funny if like they actually beat like somebody like a well-known tag team or something like a Chris Jericho and Jake Hager thing or something where they get a complete fluke win over somebody and that's how they get past their stuff. But anyway, the FTR match was cool. I thought that like it ended the way that I thought it was going to end, except for the Miro part, like how he came out and destroyed Trent. (laughs) I think he beat up Chuck Taylor too, but like he completely. Yeah, but that was due to them fucking up the arcade thing, right? Before. Yeah. Yeah. So so at least it made sense why they came out. And and it showed that, uh, what's it called? That Miro's not done too. Because how he was like doing his game over thing. I wonder if like the Machka thing that he would say, like in WWE, I wonder if that's what game over means in his dialect that would be kind of funny if he was just saying game over the whole time (laughs) yeah i don't know but you know he's doing the whole heel move where he speaks in his freaking language though yeah i think he's like no matter what he's gonna probably do that anyway yeah but that's a heelish move that's what i was saying like when oscar that's a perfect heelish move you know is to speak another language because they all do it if you notice on draw and wwe andrade does it and yeah oscar did it when she flipped heel and lana used to be heel and she was russian and you know it's 
well, when she was Russian, which is kind of funny now that she's no longer Russian. Yeah, um, yeah and they don't point it out. <laughs> they don't say like, oh, yeah, she just got on an American accent all of a sudden. She's, she's, uh... But anyway, I think I don't know who else he fought the in the Miro tag match. But it was, I know it's but, but I can tell you what, him, I must but. not pay attention very often, Josh, because like Kip Sabian, I've heard him talk before, but I think last night was the only, was the first time he had an accent. Oh, yeah. He's from the UK. I don't know. Exactly but I've heard him talk where, before, but... like in promos, and I never picked that up until last night, which is weird. Yeah. Because he's talked a lot more than just last night. And for some reason, I never heard it before. Yeah. And technically, is... <laughs> he has the first ever match that they did for AEW. He's the first one that won one. So he used to say that all the time. He used to be like, I'm the first winner in AEW, blah, blah, blah. And at one point, they had him with Jimmy Havoc, but of course, now Jimmy Havoc's gone, which but I don't even that, know. But the girl that he's with was one of the better looking ones in yeah, AEW. Until that Ford, new chick. Until that. Ford used to be. Uh, Joey Janela's girlfriend, yeah, yeah, LA, whatever. But now, the best I would say, close to the best looking one now is uh, that new chick in the dark order. What was her name? Oh, Anna J, Anna J, or something like that. Supposedly, this is her first year, too. It's her first year wrestling, yeah, like uh, PW Insider. It, uh, has their Rookie of the Year award thing, and Anna Jay's on it, and then somebody well, else. she's that, only 22. Yeah, there's somebody else that's on there too that I was surprised about, and she was like, yay, that's cool, that I'm like, considered, I was like, she's actually not bad for like being the first year person. She's not, when she faced uh, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you saw it, it was her first match she faced, I can't remember who it was now. But she was pretty good in that match. She won it, too. Yeah. uh, Well, they're booking her kind of high in the dark order right now anyway. But, like, on being the elite, they're doing stuff where Anna Jay is, like, beating up uh, Stu Grayson. She keeps on beating him up, like, all the time. And he's, like, at one point, like, the table's taken down and stuff like that. And it's, it's him hiding. And then he's, like, dude. Anna's crazy, and then they turn and they turn the camera, and she's just sitting right there. And he's like, "Uh, I didn't say anything. I'm out of here." (laughs) Tries to run, (laughs) and then she throws him over another table. I thought that was pretty funny, but like, so um, like for her being her first year, she's not doing that bad. Oh yeah, that was the other person was Dominic Mysterio. I think there was another person too, but. I just can't remember. Oh, now. it was Brandy Rhodes. That's who she she, oh, she wrestled. That's not yeah. a surprise for Brandy Rhodes. Brandy Rhodes ain't bad either. I mean, like, she could be better, but I, I definitely don't think that they gave her any, like, they didn't try to, like, help her with wrestling when she was in WWE just being an announcer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what's it called? Yeah, was I didn't mean to take you off on that. In a tangent, it was the Miro and Kip Sabian versus uh, well, I knew that, Lee and then Johnson Miro, and Sean Maluda. 
Oh, Sean Maluda was the other dude. Okay. I couldn't remember him because I don't see, uh, I don't think it even highlighted their name. Like when I uh, came back to it, so and I didn't that know. That was who basically was. almost a squash match. Yeah, match. pretty much. I figured I mean, that like was going to be a. Sorry to one, Yeah, at one point, Kip Sabian tagged in for like a frog splash or something. Yeah, he done. Then he tagged he back out. Yeah, fucking, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's how it should be with him and Miro, though. Kip yeah, Sabian yeah. should only just be like, you know what? I'm going to beat him up a little bit and then tag <laughs> out. That was actually, um, I actually figured that was going to be a squash match since they're trying to build Miro up. But I actually enjoyed the FTR. It was actually cool to see FTR again, or the, the revival in quotations. Um, or fuck like the I revival, said, or what were we talking about? Or last forever, the for the, forever the revival. <laughs> our, yeah. our thoughts on what the name actually means. <laughs> Fuck the revivals that yeah. I figured. Yeah, and at one point they did FTRR, so like a lot of people were thinking that it was fuck that Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he was talking shit about it like at one point, so they added the R. But I mean I, they left it out for like people to assume anyway. No, I actually liked it. Um it was it was a good match. Um the best friends remind me of Billy and Chuck, like I said before we started recording. Yeah, like that's Billy the main thing. The main thing with best friends is like their thing is so weird. Like at one point he came out, like Trent's mom drove to, uh, drove them to a match one time. It's just like it, it's kind of like if they were like ten years old or something, where they're homies, right? And then yeah. and they're doing all this stuff, but then they're like in their thirties kind of like being bros but then they're just so happen to be in their 30s and that's how the best friends are because they're just so uh, such a weird team but they've been tagging for like ever like ever since Fred Beretta was gone from WWE he's been pretty much tagging with Chuck Taylor the next part was the uh, when uh, Lance Archer it was like a promo when oh he, yeah, uh, where, where he Mox- came out yeah. and beat, yeah, where he beat up John Moxley for a little bit, and then I forgot right. what happened but, uh, afterwards. Jake, well, then after real, that, yeah, it was real quick. But then after that was when MJF talked with Chris Jericho. Oh yeah, where they were doing the thing where it's like, hey, do you want to go out to a steak dinner? Yeah, which that was which so ridiculous. Which, I'm trying to remember. I so I thought. And I guess I was mistaken. When MJF like turned on Cody, I thought he joined the inner circle, but I guess he didn't. No, he just he just turned on him. Okay, so he kind of sort of wants to maybe join. Well, that's what he was talking about today. But I think (laughs) think we were talking about it last week. Is that ultimately he wants to take it over? And probably. And uh, yeah, that's going to cause a. Rift between him and Jericho is what they're where it looks like all of them are not wanting to see MJF in there, so I don't know exactly where they're leading. Yeah, I don't either. You know with last night's, that's where I was saying it kind of shifted a little bit. With I don't know, I thought it was kind of funny because it kind of turns 
it on its head when it comes to matches and shit, where it's like you could see the animosity between them, and then they're like, knowing that they're both bad guys, they're like, yeah, do you want to go out to a steak dinner? And they kind of push it out like it's a, a feud, but where they're just getting regular food somewhere. It's like, like even him revealing the jacket to Sammy and it was like super big. And he's like, it fits perfect, man. It fits perfect. And he's like, you fucking asshole. I I actually, I, I really don't, I don't know why, but I don't really care for him. Joe. I don't I either. Care. I was just going to say the same thing, Joe. I, I don't care. I know you're not supposed to, but I really don't care for him. I understand like his uh, gimmick. It works, right? I mean, like, I haven't seen him really wrestle. I've just seen him mostly do all his promos and stuff. So I don't know like uh, about a, a lot of things. I just am basing it off of his promo style. Oh yeah, well, I mean, that's he, what I'm saying. He's a good talker, but I don't know how he is. It, when he wrestles. It, he's not a bad wrestler either, but he's just. It the it grates me the wrong way. His gimmick. so it's kind of like the Baron Corbin. Yeah, I would say yeah, it's probably <laughs> exactly like that for me. Baron Corbin heat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, right? I mean, really, that's X Pac heat, really to degree, but, I... to, to a degree. But they're changing it to Baron Corbin heat because it's just like so dislikable now. And I used to love Baron Corbin, and I still like his wrestling, but still, he gets on my nerves. Yeah, I mean, and I I think it's like his gimmick, because honestly, if you talk about, I think I was saying it before, and I know we keep digressing a little bit, we're talking about AEW, and we keep bringing WWE into it, but Corbin is one of the supposedly best workers in the ring for anybody that works with him, so... Yeah, that's what yeah. they said. He's like really good during. So it's it's funny that because of that, or because of his gimmick, though he's not really cared for that much by. Well, I mean, the same goes for Miz, though. Really, at the end of the day, like he's a good talker and stuff like that. But like, you never really see Miz for his wrestling prowess. Right. No, but I think the you... Miz has more charisma than MJF. At least in my well. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, he's had years on See, Miz, too, Miz but... doesn't come off as annoying. No, MJF I mean... comes off as annoying. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. I can barely listen to him talk when he... And his, it... his voice was kind of good. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I definitely agree Cause, with that. Because this was only my second episode of Dynamite. Um, I think my favorite part was when uh, Tony Schiavone was like, Oh, dude, that fucking shit was so funny. Oh, with the Britt Baker like, thing? When oh, he did man, Britt yeah. Baker's thing yeah. where she was like, don't, uh, what was it? What did it cover say? Cover up your leg. About being a bitch. Well, yeah, when cover she's up. like, are you naked under there? Yeah. He's like, well, yeah. And she's like, what the hell? That's gross. But I forgot what she said as the rule or whatever. It was like saying, don't be a basic bitch or yeah. some shit. But I thought that whole like thing that. was funny. That whole thing. And like covering up the leg part. And then he's like, oh, sorry. They got good charisma together. They work so well together. Shivani seems to be better now in AEW than he was when he was on Nitro. Dude, he was talking about, like, even, uh, I think. uh, Well, he's more involved in stuff, though. I think he said it during the show that he was saying that he was loving 
like it was probably one of his favorite uh, years in a company. Like I think he said that on air. So I mean, like that could be a a little work well, he's, thing. But like, but I, honestly, he's more involved that... in AEW. I would say, you know, in WCW, he announced that was pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, and that's really yeah, it. Yeah. And there wasn't yeah, this. It makes me sorry. It makes me wonder. Sorry to mean interrupt. It makes me think he didn't enjoy WCW though, because. Well, do you really think that he enjoyed half the shit that they were doing in there? I'm sure that he wasn't wanting to announce Viagra on a pole match. Yeah. (laughs) It it seems like he actually has a passion now, and he doesn't, like, I remember back in the day, like, man, Sir Shivani Well, I can also tell you, probably there's a lot of pressure off of him with Jim Ross (laughs) sitting next to him. I mean, oh, because, yeah. you know, he doesn't have to be the main guy. He can kind of be the, the yeah, you know. he can, and like, you know how they, I think they say color commentators and like play, play, play by play guys. Like Jim Ross is definitely like a play by play commentator, even with him being uh, how he is now, where he's just a lot older. But he's always been like that type. It's like Mauro Ranallo. He's like that type. And then there's color commentators. I think uh, Shivani is definitely yes, a and, and, and it proves where, it. And where he and, just and, and he is because it falls into the same breadth as uh, Jerry the King Lawler was in WWE, where he would be involved in yeah. the skits backstage and and in the ring. The slight difference being that Lawler was an actual wrestler before. You know, Shivani's been an announcer pretty much, but I think that's where it's opened him up a lot more than when. WCW, he was the play-by-play guy, and yeah, yeah, I think he's his purpose is better in AEW because oh, yeah, yeah. he actually. Well, I definitely think that he's just enjoying it more there because you and you could feel it off of it, like the vignettes that he's doing with Britt Baker and shit. You could tell that. He's and I tell fun. you one thing, I do like too. You know, the AEW does is they have that addition the the. They almost uh, switch a guy out on announcing like every other week. They'll have somebody else up oh, there. Oh, yeah. Like they'll switch out Excalibur for like t- and Taz sometimes and stuff yeah, like so that. And especially on AAW Dark, I see them flip flop a lot of the time. And I've seen Sean Spears do commentary before, and he's not and bad. And I think that would so be a like benefit a- to WWE doing something like that where they don't become kind of stale oh, yeah. with that third guy. And yeah, especially out Michael Cole every once in a while. Fuck yeah. shit. I'm sure that a lot of people wouldn't hate on it so bad if they weren't hearing fucking Michael Cole all the damn time. But yeah, so yeah, uh, I didn't really find a bad match on this whole entire. No, and then no. The, so, the Cody and Orange Cassidy match, which was after the Britt Baker thing. I was actually, which is kind of funny, I, you know, because I like Cody, but I was rooting for Orange Cassidy to win this match, and I don't know why. Um, I tell, I think it's an interesting gimmick that Orange Cassidy has, but I was actually, I found myself rooting for him to win it, even though I knew he wasn't going to. Well, um, yeah. I, I, think the, I think the main thing when it comes to Orange Cassidy for me is like you could tell that they are trying to build him up to like possibly go for the belt. 
the higher belt, right? The AEW championship. I could totally see them. That's why he's doing these matches with Cody and stuff like that, trying to get him over even more than he is right now. And some people hate on his gimmick or or whatever, but I just love it. Just like, I don't know, it's like kind of like how they say like mind games his type of mind games is just like acting like and then we got darby allen acting like thing oh yeah and having darby allen in the background that's why i don't (laughs) think that orange is gonna win the match in two weeks but definitely it looks like they're gonna be doing something with darby allen for this i actually wanted orange to win too I, i actually this is my first time seeing him wrestle and i was actually i actually enjoyed this match I do That's think it was really awesome of Cody to give himself a second reign as the uh, TNT championship. He really worked hard for it, so I'm glad he rewarded himself for it. Well, I mean, you got to think I'm, about I'm, it's kind of uh, – I'm taking I'm the joking. TNT – No, I'm just saying, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking the TNT title as more like the TV championships that they used to do in, like, well, NWA well, and, like – For one WWE. thing, he can't get well, the AEW title anymore. He kind of screwed himself yeah. in that whole debacle. Well, I think they did that anyway because a lot of people were giving him, Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega shit for like, oh yeah, you guys are going to book them with the, all the titles and shit. And Young Bucks haven't even went after the titles yet. I think they've went in like matches, but they've lost them to whoever. But like they haven't really went for any titles. Kenny right now is the only person that's trying to go for one. And I liked how they did that rule where he was like, I will never go for it if I lose this match. And I like that. Oh, I do too. I'm just saying you kind of screw yourself and you'll never if they didn't create the TNT championship after that, he was SOL for having a title match ever. You know, so it's like yeah, yeah that is true. I, unless he, I, unless he did a tag team belt or something. Yeah, but I mean, you kind of that's the, uh, not even a year. I mean, it was what two weeks into or three weeks into. It wasn't very long into AEW being around that he he did that, and they kind of like, well, oh yeah. <laughs> he, I think it was the first paper. Yeah, that's that what I'm did. saying. It was real early. Maybe it was double or nothing. Maybe either that or it was full gear. Either yeah, because I think. Because I think eventually Cody should probably hold the title, just not right away. Like, people are pissed that Jericho was the first title holder. I'm like, don't you you want a veteran to build the prestige of the title? And so Moxley and Jericho make sense. And then you build up the up-and-comers like Orange Cassidy and some of these other guys. Because this is my, like I said, second episode I ever watched. I don't know everybody. Um but you got to build them up. I've watched a lot and, of them, Joe, so don't feel bad. And I don't know everybody. But, <laughs> but I, I like I do think <laughs> I do think at one point though Cody should have a run with the title. It but they they got to create now have a creative way to get him back into the picture. Um, Dude, to, to me, I I don't think he. I think the reason why he, he, he doesn't that need is it because he doesn't really need it. Yeah. No, I he doesn't. The, I think the main reason why he has the TNT title right now is to highlight the other guys too. I mean, granted, he would end up having to win every time. But that's why I thought it would have like been better for U.S. Championship. Remember we talked about last week, Josh. That that's why I thought it would have been better for him to lose to Brody Lee last week. 
Oh yeah, I, definitely. And then they could have done something with yeah, because I mean, he still could have done like with yeah, Lee or something, something else. Yeah. Could have been. Uh, I think that would have been better for the title. Or they could have not had the clean finish right, and then done a triple threat between him, Brody, and yeah. Because I mean, he went right. from having yeah. the brunette hair to being back to the blonde hair again this week. So yeah, I still hate the neck tattoo. Well, that's part of what his apparel that. is. If you've seen yeah. the shirts he has, it's the tattoo that's on his neck. Well, it's it's not the design I don't like. It's just I think he tattoo. he just doesn't like the area that it's at. Yeah, I think it'd have been cooler anywhere else on the. Oh body. yeah, yeah, I would disagree. But, with but I mean, also at the same time, if he felt like putting yeah, it there, then I, whatever. Yeah. I mean, at least you don't have a dick uh, a dick sword on your yes. chest. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, dick sword. <laughs> I hate that dick sword. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. But uh, what's it called? Yeah, so definitely cool. But this match, anyway. this cool a match was cool. But I had a feeling it was going to be yeah, good that, anyway. That, that so, match or match. that um, movie that Orange Cassidy has. I don't know what it's called. The Orange something. What they call it? I know uh, that it's called uh, the, what, like his super. No, the one where he did that the beach break the, one, where he's he picks up the guy behind him, and he kind of dumps him. Oh, it, I forgot the actual name for it. It's under two K uh, as one of the moves, but it's kind of like it, it's kind of like the rite of passage that uh, Hangman does. But it's not the same way. I forgot what they call it. I know that one of his moves is called the beach break, I think okay. they call it. Yeah. Uh, but that's and, the one that he put on him on the apron. Yeah, I'm talking about near the and, end. It looks like and then it took near him the long end. Yeah, the little move where he like kind of like if you don't land right, you could land like right on your Yeah, neck. that was the one that I, yeah. yeah. That, that was a crazy move. Yeah, I didn't hear what they actually called it. Yeah. They, uh, it looks like Cody was going to set him up for the pedigree because they called it like a double arm hook, but he was in the position for the pedigree unless he was, it looked like he was trying to do a mock Triple H still. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him really mock like Triple H in a while. I think the only person that I've seen that's been giving shit to WWE is Chris Jericho. And I think that's mostly because he's just like, yeah. I, just, I do like anything. that. The, the like the whole, dive like the whole demo god thing and everything. The pocket dive uh, that he does when he puts his hands in his pockets and he. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I love all the shit that Orange Cassidy does, and some people are like, "Oh, it's not believable." I'm like, "Dude, it's you could see like whenever he's turned up, like he's like doing all these damn moves, and he's been doing that type of shit on the Indies for a while." So, like, if it's getting over there, then it's getting over here. It's like fucking Joey Ryan. Too many people uh, give a shit it. about Joey him. Ryan with, where he does the dick flip. I don't really care. Candace Ray like used to do flip. the bootleg. Well, uh, Joey Ryan used to do, uh, he does the dick plex or whatever, or the uh, <laughs> U-porn plex, I think is what he calls it. <laughs> he but, doesn't do anything right now because Yeah, has- because he's in trouble. Like, but I mean, I think everybody's drawing shit out like too much. But anyway, 
like uh, Candice LeRae when they were uh, because I think they feuded before they became the world's cutest tag team. At one point, he would do the U porn uh, plex, and then she would counter it with the boob plex. I think it was, or no, she did the dick plex. That's what it was. And she's in suplex. That's she's in she's in uh, NXT, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right, because she had a match against Shotzi Blackheart on the same night. Yeah, and now the uh now Candace is gonna be going against uh what's her face again? Yeah, yeah EO Shirai again, yeah. Uh the only thing I'll talk about NXT on this podcast is I think they should have let Shotzi Blackheart win the number one contendership since she's the poster child for the fucking Halloween Havoc. Well, I think it's mostly because she's hosting it. But also at the same time she did get into a match with her like uh, three weeks ago or four weeks ago, she went against her and she lost. Like it was one of the ones before they did the battle royal. Battle royal, but I mean, like she does pretty good work anyway. Like and she and she could wrestle her ass off. But uh, what's it called? Uh, what was that? I think what was after this was then Mox beating Moxley. up on Archer. I think yeah. that was what was next. And then after that, then it was the women's match. With, and yeah, then this was my boring. least favorite thing out of the whole thing. No. I mean, it was a good match, but it wasn't great either. And I, yeah, I think like, it's mostly because they don't know who they're going to drop the title to. And it looks like they're going to try to do Nyla Rose versus uh, uh Hikaru Shida again because she was staring at her super hard like after the match ended or during the match so I'm wondering if she's going to go after it again which makes sense I'm surprised that they didn't try her and to have her go against her before like uh, during one of their pay-per-views or something but yeah definitely a letdown for the match though I mean me, I didn't but... feel like both women were terrible I just didn't the match wasn't really that good and it's not like i'm yeah, i think i think the problem was they didn't really gel together all that much it didn't no. seem like they did i think that's their main issue when it came to this match not saying that it was bad either but still yeah like i said i i don't i'm not trying to criticize their talent like saying oh they both suck in the ring which they don't um they they you know it, they both look like they're confident in the ring it's just for some reason there was nothing there with the match that drew me in, which is I feel bad because you know <laughs> I felt I felt like I'll, I felt like they moved too slowly. I said that to you in the chat. Yeah, I, I definitely and, think that that's a problem with certain people though. Like every time that they get into a match with, I think that's big certain people, problem. and it's mostly with females. Well, I mean, it's mostly like I've seen it with females that do the wrestling. At, like in NXT or something where it just looks like they're a pace behind like they're just a little bit slower and it's every time it's usually with the women's matches that I've been noticing it's, and it's, it's like if it was like Dakota Kai versus uh, Tegan Knox one time it felt like it was just a pace behind 
And that's what uh, threw me out of it was because, like, they were just trying to do the typical moves that they usually do in every match kind of thing. But then it was just slower than normal. And that's that's what I was saying. I think it's because Big Swole is slower because Sheeta normally is fast in the ring in most of her matches. So if it slows down, it's got to be on the other person because. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, trying, true, I'm not yeah. trying to hate, but that the match was like it, it felt like it was just really slow and took me out of it. I but, but yeah, um, Edge really shows that they um, when they talk about like how their women's division is uh weaker than everything else, I it doesn't help when everybody's is. been injured just recently or at least a good chunk of your. Headliners. I mean, Britt Baker's been out for a while with her stuff. Like, that's what I want to see is Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker, though. I hope that that's one of the things that they're going to leave. She did something to her face. It broke her nose or something. Well, she broke her nose. Broke her ankle or knee or something. Yeah. I, I mean, she's hardcore, just like Adam Cole is, though. Like, I'm breaking your nose and being fine. She kind of reminds me of how Becky was, too, when she broke. I mean, her when Nia Jax hit her in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, concussed her and she still, like, kicked ass. Becky Lynch was tough. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Uh, I want to see like Britt Baker versus Sakara Shida, but if anything, they might do a triple threat when where Nyla Rose is in it. I mean, I like Nyla Rose too, so uh, I've never seen Nyla Rose wrestle. Uh, I mean, no, she's I de- she's decent her. in the ring, and I love her. You can tell she used to be a dude. Stuff. Like it's kind of. I mean, that's... yeah, but I'm like, you could tell, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I know that. She's just the energy and the way that she yeah, comes to the ring and stuff like that. Like, y- you could just definitely tell. I mean, not I know she has like, yeah, thing, I wasn't saying like, it's a bad thing. You could just tell that she thing. used to, you could tell it's like noticeable, <laughs> at least for me. Yeah, I like how it's kind of like that they, they kind of do like a Native American t- kind of root thing with her entrance and stuff, too. She, I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, was, was she is she Samoan? I I don't know. It seems like the way that they're pushing her character is that she's Native American or something, or, or at least uh, or, or something to that effect. Yeah, because the way that her entrance is, I don't know. I could say this shit and be totally well. She's wrong. built from <laughs> Washington D.C., I... but she is not Native American in real life. Mm. Oh, okay, so she okay, so she is Native American. I just, I like I said, I've only seen her once before, and that's when she went against the women's champion at the time, who the first women's oh, champion. Oh yeah, the. Uh, I don't Rio. know. Her name. That girl was tiny. I don't. She was, oh yeah, the 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 little oh, Japanese like, thing. Damn. Rio or something. Yeah, Rio. Yeah, Rio. She was like. I was like, man, she's going to get broken in half. She's so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Nyla's why a so lot of big. people thought that Nyla Rose was going to beat her the first time, right? That, that That's why everybody was, like, in agreement that that's what was going to happen. So that's why they were, like, surprised when Rio won. I was like, 
that's exactly the reason why they do that sort of shit. It's because uh, because they had a feeling that Adam Page was going to win uh, when he went against Chris Jericho. And I was like, I hope he wins. I want Adam Page to win. That would be a fucking cool thing to do. But honestly, what they're doing with his story fits way fucking better now. Yeah, I um like all this shit, animosity and shit that he's in the elite, or well now he's out of the elite or whatever, but ever since like all this shit hyping him up and stuff like that, even this tag tournament which starting next week. So I can't wait for us to talk about that shit too. Because that's gonna be fucking awesome and I'm I'm dead certain that it's gonna be Kenny Omega versus uh Hangman in the finals. I'm, 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 I'm I don't know what that. to predict. I don't know what to predict after that, though. But <laughs> I know it's at least gonna be them down to the. Well, but it would, oh, to me, it would be awesome if Hangman beat Kenny, because Kenny Omega like, uh, like well, we took, took it easy we, on we him. We talked about that last yeah. week. I, I think, think Kenny's a- annoying when he talks, but yeah. I think it's. I think it's. I think uh, Moxley's had a good run. So if he lost the title, it wouldn't make him look weak or anything. Well, a lot of people are thinking that he's gonna do something to the effect where he's gonna do the same thing at Double or Nothing to Mox that he did that when uh, Moxley showed up, like when he like pedigreed him or paradigm shifted him. On the the uh, the poker chips, yeah. So they're hoping that he sneaks up behind him during one thing and sets up like them going against each other, and that's Fair how man. Moxley loses, is because he goes against Kenny Omega. But honestly, okay. I wouldn't mind it if fucking Heyman won, and he did it by himself. The paradigm shift is a much better name than Dirty Deeds. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. His shit. Whoa, man. I saw like one of the things. I think it was for the episode where they were highlighting. I think it was one of the commercial break part where they were showing like the highlights over the past year where he did a paradigm shift off of the damn top rope or whatever. He put somebody in one where he said, I think it was more like the middle rope, but I was like, holy shit. Talk that about is... like, oh man, I would be worried about the other dude. Ugh. But like, I like yeah, Moxley's, like I like his look better well, than his yeah, WCW. Look. Me and Josh talked about it last week that it's this. more believable the way the way they're booking him in AEW yeah. because the when they did that whole lunatic fringe bullshit where he just seemed kind of like a moron, kind of yeah. yeah yeah, like yeah. fucking Vince. In this, he's like, like a, fucking a dude that like his, just pissed off the all the time. And, you know, he drinks and he just talks shit constantly. And it works a hell of a lot better than him running to the ring and uh, just cutting a promo where he's he's kind of <laughs> hyper. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, the only thing I think he should do is tighten his belt because he kept pulling his pants up in the match last night. I mean, I think all of them end up worrying about that. I also like the fact that his matches are not like 
calculated like they were in WWE. Like you literally knew when he would do certain moves in WWE. Oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He and now he doesn't that. do that. And like most of the, like almost all the moves that they had him do in WWE, I don't think he. I've yeah, seen the only one I would be the, the paradigm shift. Yeah, but other than the dirty. Uh, yeah, the paradigm shift. But even then, the paradigm shift now, where he pretty much yeah. drops them on their fucking head, is like shows way more like he, uh, like what he's thinking, like how he wants. Well, yeah, because be I mean, in, in WWE, WWE, it was like he'd right. do that spot where he'd get up against the ropes, he'd flip over and flip back, and that's the thing, you know, and that's the thing I noticed with WWE. They like to do that kind of shit because. Corbin's a good example of that, right? Where in every match he does that, where he flips under, you know, under the bottom rope, and then he runs around the the pole and he runs back into the ring and does the clothesline. That's like a comment every match that yeah. he does that. And then he, yeah. And then same with uh, what's the move that he does? Damn it, the the pretty much the black hole slam, but they call it something different. And that's uh, where I forgot what it's called. He like pretty much flings. That's them what I've liked about watching AEW. I think in comparison, is you don't see a lot of that in AEW. Like the matches are not like canned matches yeah. where they're almost the same every time those guys face each other. Even you have to say the matches were like way better. Um, I actually well, that's really one enjoyable. Thing. That's like the main thing about this shit. Like even with the last match, I definitely think that the like I really liked the last match, even though that they didn't give it a whole lot of time, but it was effective for what happened. But uh, what's it called? It was like fast and furious the whole time. I thought it was fucking hilarious. If this is a thing for a Lance Archer, I fucking love it. Oh, he just flings a dude through the damn glass. <laughs> and then they explained it like, oh, yeah, this is a dude that helps with Moxley stuff or whatever. And <laughs> so, like, it made sense why he threw him through the glass window. Oh, shit. That had me die laughing, like, as soon as they and they he came out to the ring. And I'm like, dude, if, if it's anything like Stone Cold Steve Austin, it would be funny if he just keeps on flinging people through there. Like, whenever he wants to go to the ring, he just grabs a random dude and just flings him through the thing. He kind of reminded me of... Uh... He's like, hey, I haven't beaten you up yet. Here. <laughs> Throws him through the damn glass. He uh... reminded me of uh, another wrestler, but I just couldn't place it. Well, I I don't remember if he was in WWE, but I know that he was in. Uh, I forgot. Uh, I forgot it last time too. But he used to be in a uh, tag team with Davy Boy Smith or Davy Boy Hart Smith, whatever British Bulldogs kid. Uh, and they called it the. Well, he was Murder in TNA before like he wrestled. Japan. I guess is Dallas. Yeah, he Dallas, won the tag the team title with twice with Kid Cash and TNA. And then he changed oh, his name to Lance Hoyt when DDP signed. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. why. And he, then he formed Lance a rock Hoyt. band themed tag team with uh, Jimmy Rave and Christy Hemi. 
called the, the Rock and Raven faction or some uh, shit. Okay. I don't know. Oh yeah, I remember that yeah. shit. Yeah, that you're talking about um, holy shit in uh New Japan, uh they were the killer elite squad. Him and him, him and Davy Boy. Killer Smith Elite Jr. Squad, that's what it was, yeah. yeah. And he used to spin in people's faces and shit. That was fucking hilarious. He used to grab like uh, one uh one was it Dominion? I think it was uh Wrestle Kingdom or something where he came out and going against somebody and he would just grab a water bottle and spit in people's faces. I'm like, dude, thank god I would never be on the fucking thing uh, like getting spit at by people like that good god that's the easiest way to get guess, somebody pissed off it was you. also in wwe <laughs> yeah, uh, for a short time as vance archer yeah, or some shit for short probably on e- yeah vance archer yeah vance archer <laughs> so that's probably why he yeah and he was he was in on the ecw <laughs> brand like, mainly and then he moved over to smackdown for a short period but he was only in for uh, WWE for a year before he went to New Japan. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense anyway. They booked him way better out in New Japan anyway. But yeah, like this whole match was cool because, it, yeah, they mentioned it during the pay, uh, the promo last week, uh, last week's episode. And then we talked about how he was saying that they were bringing that up. Was because I think because I think still uh, still John Moxley is the United States champion for New Japan, and they went against each other and Lance Archer lost. I think I think I'm pretty sure that uh, Moxley is still United States champion. No, I think he had to forfeit it because he can't go back to Japan right now. And of course, you know, Matt Hardy came they, back they, with know. his family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Sammy Guevara stuff, yeah. Which I had a feeling they were going to redo that. Hopefully, he just won't take any dives for his skull. Well, yeah, that was Is that a why bad he's been out? Thing, because of, uh... Yeah, they took it. And Reby Hardy, Reby Hardy got mad. She was like, fuck, you're coming home with me. <laughs> Because I know she, he got his, he got his. Yeah, she off. got super, super angry because they made the match continue. I guess, like they should have just ended it where it was, and then, and then they could have given more heat to Sammy. Pretty much, I mean, he would have been like, "Yeah, I fucking killed him," blah blah blah, and it would have wrote him out, you know. But. I think that's the main thing that they got shit on for. I'm like, uh, I get the whole, like, you want to protect these people, but also at the same time, I get the whole wanting to finish the match shit, too. Like, I get both sides. Yeah, does does AEW give their, their I'm going to call them superstars, does they, do they get benefits? Uh, I think they do the same. I think that only like, all yeah, the stuff so, that WWE didn't so to give answer them, they do in AW because they treat them like he's like, still well, the I think current US like champion for New Japan Pro Wrestling. He vacated okay, it once, to, but he won it back. Just in, uh, oh. 
Okay. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. I, I, I figured that he still had it because I didn't hear anything. Because I, I've noticed that they were talking about evil from LIJ. He took over Bullet Club, or they're trying to do a thing where, like, he takes over Bullet Club, I guess. But I didn't hear anything about Moxley, like, wrestling again in Japan yet. I was going to say, is Bullet Club even still a thing? It doesn't seem... Yeah, it is. Like, that's the one thing that uh, New Japan does well, though, is their stable game. Like, they have, like, I think maybe like six or seven stables and they keep with them stables for a while. Like they have the LIJ, which was Naito's faction where he had evil, uh, Takahashi, like four or five dudes were in LIJ, but they were one of the most overs in new Japan. Then there was bullet club, which now they have Gato, Kenta and, uh, evil in it. I think those are the main new uh, people in Bullet Club. And Gato is the one that does the booking for New Japan. So, like, it's kind of fitting though, that he's in Bullet Club now. But they have, like, seven or ten factions or something and they all, like, they keep up with them, like, all the time. That's why it's, I still think that probably my favorite era of Bullet Club is probably the one with the lead in it, but like, so far they haven't done anything bad with Bullet Club yet, though. But yeah, the, uh, but anyway, getting sidetracked off of the damn match, but the match was cool for, it was cool for how it ended, but the Eddie Kingston shit was cool, though. I love Eddie Kingston, though. I've loved him for a while now. I think uh, when I first saw him, I think it was in TNA, like, ages ago. But, like, his promo style is just, like, down from the street type of stuff. So, it makes sense for his stuff. But I loved <laughs> I knew he was going to betray him at the end because he was still a heel. But I thought, like, uh, Moxley looking like he was super drained after the match. And then all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, you did a good job. And then all of a sudden, he, like, beat the shit out of him and put him to sleep. I was like, yeah, that was kind of cool. Yep. I have to say the Moxley match was really good. But yeah, that was pretty much the end of it, right, Josh? With the Kingston part at the end, and then yeah, yeah, the last part was the Kingston part. I like so I think Kingston even part where Eddie Ray Kingston was out. trying to cut a promo on Jim Ross was trying to end the show, and he wasn't ending it. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think that's why it just kind of ended at the end was because it was like, hey, back off. Let me do my talking. And then he was like, whatever. And then they were probably like, I only got like three minutes left, dude. <laughs> but I'm intrigued for the tag tournament. So we'll the, have so the tournament next, next week. week. Mostly because so next I'm assuming that do they're doing all the podcast. I mean, I'm assuming because Halloween hat. Halloween Havoc is the 28th, isn't it? What? Oh, that's the following oh, week. Yeah. Never mind. It's yeah. not next week. It's the week after. But we'll still have to think about, because that'll be NXT and AEW on the same night. So we'll we either combine podcasts or... Yeah, we can always do like one 
huge one if we wanted to also. Well, because then uh, that you know Sunday, I, mean? I think, Whatever. isn't Hell in the Cell that Sunday? Or or is it, or is it this Sunday coming up? Uh, probably. I don't know exactly. I got to find that out, I guess. Because I haven't seen it. I didn't actually look at when Hell in a Cell was. I mean, not like I'm looking forward to it right now. The 25th, Rolling yeah. So it's the... Oh, yeah. So it's on the 25th, and then that next so, Wednesday right. is Halloween Habit. So we'll have uh, a podcast on Thursday, a podcast on Sunday, and then a big one on Wednesday, uh, Thursday or whatever for the... Well, we're doing, um, are you talking about the 24th? The 25th is Hell in the Cell, so we'll have the 25th our normal weekly one for AEW, and then, um, and then this, Hell in the Cell, and then we'll be doing Hell, uh, Homie. And, and we'll probably, yeah, we'll probably stream one. We're interjecting oh, okay. in your, in the wrestling one, but we'll probably start the new one, I'm thinking. Halloween weekend, or maybe even Halloween would be the the night we start that one. Yeah, yeah, good jumping point. Yeah, like a nice jumping off point or something. Because I was gonna um say because I was y'all got my yeah that's on the twenty fourth right like Josh's suggestion. Yeah, and then this Saturday is the thing from another world, which the movie's not very long, so it won't take long to watch. Oh yeah, I've seen it. At least once, which, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah, we can close I mean, this we'll one out and call it another time anyway. Yeah. So, uh, what's going on? Anyway, people, thank you for joining uh, us talking about AEW Dynamite. And so far, it was a good pay per view anyway. But if you like all of our stuff or like all our podcasts and everything else, you can leave comments down below or wherever you're getting the con- uh, podcast at or talk to us on Facebook or on <laughs> Sna- uh, not Snapchat, haha, <laughs> Instagram, Instagram or any of our socials. It's all hard of the heart of geek, all except for Twitch, where it's heart of geek on it. We'll be doing a D&D a D stream. It seems like it's taking forever to do that. But uh, once again, well, hopefully we'll on Tuesday. I think soon, even Stevens just had then, the issues with his house. But yeah, um, but yeah, it should hopefully yeah. be coming up. Yeah, hopefully this Tuesday. I'm just trying oh, to I get it. Like, That's yeah, why I said exactly, hopefully. And then we don't do it. But. Then. <laughs> yeah. But uh, once again, if you guys. Uh, I guess we will talk to to you guys in the yep. next AEW Dynamite. I guess. So, yeah, I guess for that, I guess we <laughs> next will see Thursday, you whenever then. <laughs> yeah. All right, next yeah. Thursday. Yeah.